Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. All real, no fake. You know it better. It's Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're going to Hell on Scholarship. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. How much belief or lack of belief do you have in the Philadelphia Eagles at 10-1 with the best record in the NFL? But are they the best team in the NFL? Let us know the Dr. Pepper Colonized House trying to put it together at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. You got one thing? Of course you do. Freddie. Uh-huh. Freddie said, all real, not fake. Boy, he got on the Freddie skin today. (laughs) See, one of the things I love about my Dallas Cowboys, I love being a Dallas Cowboys fan, but the worst thing about it, some Cowboys fans just be going to strangle them. Seriously. It's like that sometimes, trust me. Yeah, I mean, here's why. This is why a lot of people can't stand the Dallas Cowboys. Not so much the team, not even so much the owner. And Jihad in Austin, Texas, I love you. But you're public enemy number one as what I like to call the poster child for Dallas Cowboys fans all over the country. I love to hear all that so-called eagle love. You got, guess what? Here in the great city of Austin, Texas, baby, we hear all your mouth. We hear how you talk. Oh, Dak is not even MVP, whatever. Have you noticed that? Who needs the NFL in touchdowns? Dak Prescott. No. Who's number two in lower in, uh, INTs? Dak Prescott. Who's in since number two uh, 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 passing uh, 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 efficiency in 75 behind uh, Brock Purdy? Dak Prescott. Who right now, right now, we are the number two team in the NFL. NFL in the NFC who's going to dethrone this so-called Eagle myth. So in two weeks, you're going to see the knockout, you'll see it in Dallas, baby. So I want to hear all you punters, all, you're going to make all the excuses, oh, Dak did this, oh, Dak did that, the Eagle wasn't playing it, it wasn't important. Yeah, I want to hear all the mouth. So I want you to tell Stephen A. Smith, please come to Dallas. We want to hear it. Please tell Slim Shady, bring the bill. We want it. Be careful what you wish for based on previous events. And believe me, I want Jihad to be right as a Cowboys fan. But, dude, you cannot bring that to the table when our team has not won a world championship since 1996. Our team has routinely failed to have playoff runs along the lines of San Francisco and Philly last year since 1996. As much as I want Jihad to be right, those are the kind of Cowboys fans I never want to be in a bar with. <laughs> Especially when you look at the San, the two teams that I think that are up echelon in the NFC, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles have won a Super Bowl, and they've been to one recently, which was last year. Mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers, they've been to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but they've been there. They, they've, they've both been of them have been to an NFC championship Thank you. game. That's where I was going with that. Exactly. Exactly. See, you love instigating. The minute you heard him, that was catnip for you. 
Yeah, of course it was. Fred. That was cat. The minute you heard that, oh man, he called Freddie. I said, Fre- a oh, fake Cowboys fan. Make believe. We are going to stir this around. <laughs> I had to take it and run with it, Freddie. Uh, I had to. <laughs> you ran with it and kept going to the end zone. The band director striking up the fight zone. You got to the 50 yard line as far as that goes. But when it comes to that other team in the NFC East, known as the Philadelphia Eagles, as a Cowboys fan, they are hard to kill, they are hard to deal with. The main reason. I'm a Dak Prescott fan as well. But this guy? We continue to find ways to win. We play together. We, uh, we've shown our resiliency uh, day in and day out, game in and game out. We've been challenged in a number of different ways. But we, we always find a way, you know, and that's something you can't really take for granted. Um, and it's hard to quantify. Obviously, we have a ton to clean up. I have a ton to clean up. I, I have not um, executed to the level of, of my standard and, and what that is. Yet, you know, it seems to be enough. But in terms of the standard that um, I like to play to uh, consistently and I'd like us to to play to consistently as a team, enough is never enough. The words of Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, that's a microcosm of that football team. Here's another microcosm. Hassan Reddick getting ready to play the San Francisco 49ers. I'm reading it word for word what he said last night after they beat the Buffalo Bills in that overtime game. He said, talk is cheap, meaning with the 49ers. They get to come back in the link. It was a lot of boo-hoos last year, a lot of crying, a lot of what if, a lot of this, a lot of that. They get a chance to come back in here, line that blank up, and prove it again, end quote. Ooh, Freddie, you know I like that kind of stuff. Hassan, I, yeah, ooh, I like that. that. That's right in the Harry Jones Hall of Fame of if you got if you're gonna talk that talk, then bring your behind up here and see if you can walk that walk. Well, because you had in the offseason you had Debo, a couple other people, you know, basically saying if they had their quarterback, the outcome of that game last year in the NFC championship game probably would have been different. Now, what they need to do is go tell Kyle Shanahan don't leave a damn tight end blocking Hassan Reddick. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. This weekend the Buffalo Bills left Gabe Davis <laughs> trying to block Hassan Reddick as well. Right. And he disrupted the play and they got intentional grounding and then they ended up missing a field goal on that same drive. So more of the story, guys that's just supposed to block probably with offensive linemen chip and bang with, with other people, make sure they're taken care of San Francisco. But that's the matchup I'm look for I'm looking forward to. And when it comes to Jalen Hurts, I would say this there are three quarterbacks I can honestly sit up here in the National Football League and say, I trust. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I trust. And I have no problem saying it. And if people want to argue me down, argue with your mama and your auntie because I ain't got time for you because I'm not arguing with that one. Right. Like, hands down, those three guys have proven to me Absolutely. that they can be trusted in the biggest moments versus the top competition. And this football team, man, when you look at the veterans that they have – over there on their defensive line, when you look at two guys who've been there for multiple years in that organization, and then you look on the offensive line, the same thing as well, and you have a quarterback that's mature, cool, calm, and collected like Jalen Hurts, things aren't always going to be pretty. We know that. That's life. Mm -hmm. But when you still can find a way to push through, face adversity, and we got to give Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, some credit too because the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. that young man has really stepped up as a play caller. But the Philadelphia Eagles, man, we know when people say Philly tough, they embody all of that, man. And those guys find a way to win. Let us know. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Do you believe or don't believe in the Eagles? 
whether you believe they're the best team or one of the best teams, whatever that belief is. Do you believe or don't believe in the Eagles? Let us know. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. In, the, in a couple of minutes, you're going to hear from somebody who likes the Eagles, but he doesn't like them like them when it comes to maybe winning a championship. You'll hear that in a couple of seconds. But Eric in New York at 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Eric, what do you got to say about E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles? How you doing, fellas? And I love the Caribbean vibe because I was in Jamaica this weekend, so uh-huh. I am still on that Caribbean vibe. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Let me say this. I'm a Giants fan, so I hate the Eagles and the Cowboys. But I got to give the Eagles props. And winning close games and fighting um, the way to win, that's the sign of a team that's going to go. Because when you get punched in the mouth and you can come back, that's something. And, um, you know, the, the days of teams just blowing te- te- people out every week is not going to happen. So winning these close games, I got to give them props, even though I can't stand them because they beat the hell out of my Giants every year. <laughs> but I got to give them props. I would say this because I had someone on, on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it. I call it Twitter. I'm never they, calling it X. They said, how can ESPN radio hosts come up here and praise the Philadelphia Eagles basically for winning close games, but talked out the side of our mouths about the Minnesota Vikings doing it last year. Newsflash, the Minnesota Vikings are not the Philadelphia Eagles. The Minnesota Vikings were frauds last year. In all those one-score games that they won, they were exited out of the playoffs to Daniel Jones and company. So that's the damn difference. So let me, let me say that first, Freddie. But when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, man, the consistency, the ability to overcome and still prove that you are that team and it doesn't matter what it looks like to you as mm-hmm. long as you're comfortable in your own skin internally you guys are on the same page right that's what the philadelphia eagles show us every week you look at the one score games that they won last year i mean minnesota vikings the only team that had a one score record the only teams they beat with a one score that actually had a winning record were two buffalo and detroit Everybody. And it took a heroic catch right. mm-hmm. from Justin Jefferson, the Buffalo right. one. Make it three. They beat the Miami Dolphins, 24-16. to 16. Plenty of teams they beat. Indianapolis in overtime, they weren't any good. <laughs> the New York Jets by five, they weren't any good. The Patriots by seven, they weren't any good. Washington by three. Arizona by eight. Chicago by seven. New Orleans by three. Look who Philadelphia is beating in one-score games this year. They beat a Buffalo Bills team. They're still a pretty good football team last time I checked. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City on Monday Night Football in a one-score game. Still a pretty good team last time I checked. So you can miss me, the, the, the paper Tigers from last year, when it comes to Minnesota. And, and I'll tell you, he would have had an argument if there was consistency within the Minnesota Vikings organization mm-hmm. and, those, and those guys won at a high level year in and year out. Right, no but doubt about that. But since you don't have that, that's when I say that's that's why I am all by these close games that the Eagles are able to win. Yeah. It's different. Also, that veteran leadership is different on their football team. Yeah, the Cowboys they beat them by five, Chiefs by four, Bills by three. Last time I checked, all three of those teams pretty darn good. Yep. When it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, Dan in South Dakota, do you believe or don't believe in the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, I I'm starting to believe now. I, I'm I'm an Eagles fan. And I was a little worried in the beginning of the season because they were just really ugly close games. But 
with the three teams that we have eaten on this five game stretch, like I'm starting to believe that we can't overcome anything with Jalen Hurts at the helm. He's going to lead us to the promised land. I just have too much faith in the Eagles. I hate to say it as a Cowboys fan. I should be morally opposed to saying that about a division rival. But the last couple of years, I've seen what they've been able to do. I've seen how they've been able to put it on people. Or they've made comebacks against people. There are way too many times I've been able to see that from the Philadelphia Eagles. So until somebody beats them that way, until they don't win a one-score game and then don't win another one, you can completely, completely stop that with me. I'm going to have that trust in that football team. Now, do I think they're going to go the rest of the season and not lose a football game? No, I think there's another loss in there. It could probably happen against Dallas. It could happen this weekend. But in the playoffs, by the fact they made a win like that, uh, and you may have to go through Philadelphia to beat them, I'm kind of siding over there with the EAGLES Eagles fly. And, Freddie, I'm not going to sit up here and act like the Philadelphia Eagles don't have flaws, right? They got to get better at third down defense. They got to get better in their secondary. No doubt. Right? They're, they're going to play the San Francisco 49ers. They, they like to throw the football in the, middle of football, in the middle of the field. So, th- there are things that this team needs to work on. But let's not forget, in this game versus Buffalo, they were out without Lane Johnson. Mm-hmm. They were without Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. I think those are two very important people on their offense. Kinda, they were missing, yeah, and they kinda, still found a way to win the game. Yeah, you kind of need the best right tackle in the game to protect your quarterback, and a guy in Dallas Garter who has all pro ability. And yet they were able to find a way after being down in double digits twice yep. at home versus a Buffalo team that I know their record is 6-6, six and six, but that's a team that a lot of people do not want to see in the playoffs. So they get in there, and that's still a big question with the Buffalo Bills. But to say that it doesn't look right, give me that not looking right at 10-1 and one, instead of look like a pretty 6-6. Six and six. Like the Buffalo Bills. Then tell me which one you'd rather take when it comes to the Eagles or anybody else. Keith in Arizona, do you believe in the Eagles or do you not believe in the Eagles and why? Well, I'm going to give you a comment and then I got a question for you. I, I don't believe in the Eagles, but like I told your man when he answered the call, I have followed Jalen Hurts his whole career. This young man is so resilient, it's crazy. So you have to factor the Eagles in based on him alone. I'm a Niner fan. And the question I have is, if for some ungodly reason the Eagles beat the Niners this weekend, do you think they could do it twice because you know they're going to meet again in the NFC title game? Well, before I answer that question, now, you say you don't believe in the Eagles, but you praise the quarterback, the leader of the Eagles <laughs> football team. I, you, can't I do, don't, you can't do both, by the way. Yeah, but is it logical, though? Like Because if it's one person I would think uh-huh. that could propel the Philadelphia Eagles to be where they need to be, it's the quarterback, Jalen Hurst, that he just brought up and mentioned. Well, the thing about – it wouldn't be ungodly if they beat the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> no. We're not, talk- we're not talking about an Eagles team that's just scuffling along. We're nope. talking about an Eagles team that's 10-1. and one. Teams that scuffle along are the Broncos, what they used to be before they went on a five-game winning streak. Correct. The Minnesota Vikings after losing Kirk Cousins, and they played tonight on Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. We're talking about a team for the second straight year is 10-1 and one in the National Football League. People need to lose this romantic idea that you have to look dominant. Have you not seen the NFL the last 10, 15 years? The days of teams dominating everybody or coming close to dominating people week after week, those days, that narrative is really freaking tired. It really, really is. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. 
They didn't exactly run a three-game losing streak. Yeah, they looked fantastic versus Seattle, no question about that. But they haven't exactly run over everybody in all of their wins. You had the Eagles losing to the Jets. You had the Cowboys losing to the Arizona Cardinals. Folks, this is National Football League, and, and, and everyone in that league is getting paid a lot of money to do a lot of things. This is the best of the best. This is the best players from their college teams all on one team, 32 of them across the National Football League. There are guys on the opposing team that get paid to do a job as well. Either way, we'll see when it comes to Sunday involving the Eagles and the 49ers. Also, per ESPN bet, the Eagles are home underdogs this week to San Francisco. They're the first 10-1 team to be a home underdog of a field goal or more with their primary quarterback in the Super Bowl era. They're just asking for a lot of the cost of Vegas to have a lot of now, people. Now, just, now, with that being yeah, said, uh-huh. I might I might take San Fran that weekend. No, right now, the spread is two and a half in favor of San Francisco. But that Eagles team, you just gave them more motivation. This show, oh, yeah, not believing? All right. But Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, when he was on Get Up, he's concerned. He's like, yeah, the Eagles are 10-1, but... They have that championship medal. That's what they do. They prove it time and time again. They've been 10-1, by the way, two years in a row. A a hell of a a football coach and a heck of a quarterback, all right? Yeah, you have to. But I look at it this way. They're not getting any knockouts. So when you judge teams, you want to knock teams out, all right? It's like a boxer that all he does is he wins by decision. They keep winning by decision. Mm. And I'm wondering... If there's other teams that have closed the gap and they feel like, hey, you know what? We got that knockout. Brother Dev just got in my ear about a human being. And, Dev, mm-hmm. I thought about it earlier and I didn't say it. Okay. So we're going to cancel what Floyd Mayweather has been able to do because he hasn't knocked everybody out. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I, I I just want to know, <laughs> like they're going further back. Sugar Ray Leonard. The goal is to do what, Freddie? Win the game. Win the game by any means necessary. By any means necessary. Doesn't have to be cute. Doesn't always have to be pretty. Do you want it to go a certain way? Yes, you do. Does it always happen that way? No, it doesn't. But the common goal is to win football games. If anybody should know how hard it is to win a game in the NFL, it should be our compadre Rex Ryan. I know. Rex Ryan, he's coach of the New York Jets. They weren't exactly beating up on people. He believed in ground and pound. Find a way to win the game at the end of the year, at the end of the day, and keep stacking wins. And for the first two years in in the NFL's head coach of the New York Jets, that's how they won games. They didn't exactly destroy teams in the playoffs, getting the back-to-back AFC championship games in which they lost to the Colts one year and the Pittsburgh Steelers the next year. As a matter of fact, against the Colts, they got run away from. Against Pittsburgh, they were kicking their behind in the first half when Mark Sanchez was throwing the ball to everybody in a black uniform in the first half before he played out of his mind in the second half. If anybody should know exactly, especially in modern football, how it can be tough to win an NFL game, it should be a guy like Rex Ryan. But what do I know? It's, it's not easy as a lot of people make it seem. Like, I know people that, that view these games think it's easy like that, but, man, 
It, it, it's difficult winning in the National Football League, and when you can do it on a consistent basis, you have something special. Brendan, in the great state of Pennsylvania, are you a believer or not a believer in the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, Rex Ryan said it perfectly. Um, and you, know, you guys are kind of talking about what I was going to bring up here. It's it's really unconvincing wins in my mind. Um, you know, it's obviously they're a great team. Uh, you know, I can't not say that. But when I look at their schedule, right, they just, you know, won a very close one to the Bills. For that, they just won a very close one to the Chiefs, very close one to the Cowboys. They just got away with winning against, you know, the Commanders, who is really not that good of a team. Um, obviously, they dominated the, you know, the uh, Dolphins, but um, and then they lost to the Jets, right? So as I go through their schedule, it, these are not convincing wins. Um, obviously, they're good win. You know, a win is a win. Um, but you know, my in my opinion, I'm not a believer because you know, I mean, eventually, I feel like somebody's going to knock him out, and you know, very well maybe a an elimination game, and you know, that's that's that for them. So I hear what you're saying, Brendan in Pennsylvania. Thanks for the phone call. I do hear what you're saying because NFL playoff games. The slightest bounce or the slightest mistake can go one way. We've seen that before with teams that had a high regard, had a terrific record, and then they get bounced down the first round of playoffs. We go by the Minnesota Vikings last year, where a lot of people said, plenty of Vikings fans, stop destroying my team. And we win all these one-score games. And I said, be careful because I still am not sold on this team. And the Giants wound up beating them on their home field. I'm more sold than the Eagles because I've seen them do this constantly. That's not an accident how they keep winning these games. It's not an accident how they keep finding a way to win games when they get down by double digits. Now, could it come back to haunt them? Absolutely. I'm not crazy. I live on planet Earth. I understand these things. When people say they don't believe in the Eagles because they don't look dominant, in modern football, nobody really, really is. That's a championship team, in my opinion. So, Freddie, I had to go back to 2012 when I played in Atlanta, right? And that year we went 13-3. and We had the number one seed. We had 10 games that was decided by seven points or less. Wow. And we were a really good football team. People do not understand how hard it is to win in the National Football League. Think about what I just said now. Mm-hmm. 10 games, including the, the divisional round versus the Seattle Seahawks, right. that we won by seven points or less. A lot of those games that we had went down to the wire, and our field goal kicker made kicks to propel us to a victory. Wow. It's like that sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. The, the, the talent is too evenly spread out. One player, one play, one coaching decision could make a difference one way or the other. One, one, one last one, excuse me, from Chris in Virginia. Chris in Virginia, are you a believer or not a believer in the Philadelphia Eagles at 10-1? What's up, fellas? Love the show. Listen to it every day. I am you, a believer. Brother. I've been an Eagles fan since 1986. And doesn't your record speak for itself? I mean, regardless how you're getting these wins – Blowouts are fine, but if you think about it, they don't start pretty. They, you know, they start early, but they finish pretty. And like Freddie said, it's hard, man. I coach a bunch of 10-year-old kids, man. I tell you, football, <laughs> it is. It's hard to win a game. And that comment, so I do believe them. But that comment that Debo Samuels made last year about if this, if that, with my quarterback. But what about your defense? They still gave up 31 points. So put up a shut up, Debo. We will find out, Chris of Virginia. Thank you for the phone call and the kind words. And we know what the narrative would sound like if the Eagles were seven and four and couldn't close out close games, or I six agree. and five if they couldn't close out close games. They close out these games. Well, pick one. <laughs> That's all I ask. 
Pick can't, can't have your cake and your ice cream, too, y'all. Yeah. Or your sweet potato with some whipped cream on top. You can tell I'm hungry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Either Cole. hungry or in a certain mood. Go ahead, then, Freddie. No, I'm, I'm just hungry. Don't, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Don't put, don't put emotions in my mouth now. <laughs> here in front of Whoa! Pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause. What? Uh, whoa. Pause. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> We're going to do a little real or fake, not involving sweet potato pie, but involving this guy, the Baltimore Ravens. Getting to the Super Bowl is a goal, you know, but we're going to just take it a week at a time. We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry. Sweet potato pie included on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is the reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Raider. We're going to get to a little real versus fake that involves not only quarterback Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, but this other quarterback on the other side in the NFC. But real quick, Marissa, Mississippi, one of our favorites, wants to let us know if she's a believer in the Eagles or not on the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-729-3776. What's up, Marissa? Hey, gentlemen, how are you? We're good, my friend. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you and your family, by the way. Yes, same to you, same to you. So I wanted to call in about this and switch it up a little bit. Um, For me, I am a believer in the Eagles. I mean, I was glued into that game last night, of course, because I needed to see the Bills, you know, leave with an L. And um, they're impressive to me. I mean, it's clear that, you know, the teams that can put up the big points, which the Dolphins have done, it's not as big of a deal as the teams that can beat these teams that are, you know, that are high caliber and aggressive. And, I mean, I was looking at it last night. I mean, they basically shut down the Bills, A.J. Brown, and he only had 37 yards, and they were still able to get it done. And, you know, the fact that Jalen um, Jalen Hurts is able to go into this game and he's able to get these rushing touchdowns, I mean, that's something I wish our Dolphins had and we do not. And, you know, it's, I think that's a game changer. When you have third and shorts and fourth and shorts and you're trying to – you know, move the ball, I think having a quarterback who can use his legs and you're not afraid of him getting hurt and getting injured is, is a really is a really big deal. And I think if uh, if they use DeAndre Swift a little bit more, I don't know. I thought maybe he was injured in the beginning of last night's game because he was barely in the game in the beginning. And then when they put him in, he lit it up. I think this team has a real shot to take it all the way again. So I'm a, definitely a big believer in this team. Yeah, I would say this. Yesterday, Steve Levy asked me a question. He was like, man, how – how are the Eagles able to, to be so successful with the tush push and mm-hmm. the brotherly, the brotherly shove, shove mm-hmm. right? And every other team in the National Football League, ha, ha, they have an opportunity to work on that and, and, and try to do it the way Philly can. But I was like, number one, it's offensive line play. Philly has the best offensive line in the National Football League, and those guys understand leverage. Low man always wins. I said, and on top of it, it helps when your quarterback can squat 600 pounds yes. and Jalen Hurts. So that that that's a huge factor in it too. Like you don't have every quarterback in the National Football League that can squat and has that lower body strength like Jalen Hurts. And I also think uh, one of the things that Mar- Marissa brought up, it's a luxury that a guy that has been so dominant and dynamic receiving the football this season, the last two games, cannot have that many receiving yards. But the luxury of that is that you have a Heisman Trophy winner on the other side. And you're still missing your your star tight end. But your Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith can eat and and, and beat man-to-man coverage and run routes so crisp to the point where he can get open. 
And I thought Jalen Hurts did a great job last night utilizing his legs. And when DeAndre Swift did get the football, Mm -hmm. I thought it was effective for the Eagles. You just made me figure out something why a lot of people try to punish the Eagles for the way they're winning because they're 10-1. Because it's not sexy to give them praise. Because of the way they look. They don't look like Kansas City, the way they throw the ball over the place, Patrick Mahomes. They don't look like the Miami Dolphins. The story is not why they're winning or how they're winning. It's the fact is it doesn't look the way that people want it to look. Yep. It doesn't appear the way people want it to appear. If they were 10-1 and one and they were averaging with 400 yards passing and all this stuff, we're not having this conversation. I'm not going to have that conversation about, well, I don't think the Eagles are as good as 10-1. Yeah, hold on to that if they win the Super Bowl. Hold on if they get an NFC Championship game. Then tell me how that looks, the way the Eagles may be able to do this for the second straight year being 10-1 and one after the first 11 games of the season. And there's nothing fake about that. And we're starting to do a little real versus fake on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. For more information, visit GetRealKeepItReal.com. We bring in our man Shannon Penn, our producer. He's always on the real. There's nothing fake about him. We do that right now on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So, Freddie, what you're telling me is that the Eagles are really like a seven with a nice personality, so that makes them a ten? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, they're, clo- they're closer to an eight and a half. All right, cool. All right, we'll they're stick- an eight and a half. We'll stick with the Eagles here. Harry, I'll start with you. The MVP <laughs> is Jalen Hurts is to lose. Real or fake? Hold on. We need a second. Hey, this man said. <laughs> we need a second. Shannon, you are a trip. So, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go uh, this is real when you look at what Jalen Hurts has been able to do and I think what also helps this young man is the adversity that he faced early in his career how cool calm and collected he is the leader that he is for this football team and how everyone just uh, uh, loves to watch him play and lead in those regards and then look who he's playing the last three games he beat the Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs the Buffalo Bills and oh two games before the Dallas game he beat the Miami Dolphins they have next the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys I think in my opinion those two games Jalen Hurts can win the MVP right there. And also the fact that he's playing injured and also scoring game-winning plays like he did last night at 37-31 win over Buffalo. Yeah, right now he is that leader in the clubhouse. That's real. It's his to lose. All right, Freddie, Sunday's win over the Bengals proved that Matt Canada was to blame for the Steelers' offensive woes this season. Real or fake? Well, before we get to that, hey, Mike Tomlin, what do you think about your new old offense? I thought we spread the ball around. I thought we changed up things schematically and, and did different things, launch points. I thought we attacked uh, down the field there early when they were in split safeties and we weren't going to let them sit in that comfortably all day. Uh, we did what we needed to do. Oh, based on that, yeah. <laughs> of course it was real that he was to blame because I know they didn't score a lot of points, but they finally did something they had not done in 58 games, get at least 400 yards of total offense. Also having Pat Frymuth back in as your tight end, that also helps a little bit helping your quarterback. Kenny Pickett just looked more comfortable. That offense looked more comfortable. So, yeah, based on yesterday and what the coach had to say, that's not just a yeah, that's a hell yeah. He was to blame for the blame for the Steelers' offensive woes. Yeah, I'm going to go real. Now, he had some blame. Kenny Pickett and his poor play was another case that you could have blamed on that. But I think Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator, your job is to put your players in the best position possible to be successful. Najee Harris looked different yesterday. Pat Fryermouth came back and had a big day. So I'm going to go real. All right, Harry, the Baltimore Ravens will end up being the number one seed in the AFC. Real or fake? No, this is actually real. This is a team, we look at the last five years, they've had the number one seed previously before, so they won't be a stranger to those um, 
those type of positions, I just think for the Baltimore Ravens, they have to continue to fine-tune things so they can really sure up the number one seed. Well, Lamar Jackson, he tried to soft shoe it, the Ravens quarterback, about being a number one seed, but... Getting to the Super Bowl is a goal, you know, but we're going to just take it a week at a time. That's all we can do. We can't worry about being a number one seed or anything like that. You know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen any given Sunday, Thursday. Whenever you play Monday, you know, we just got to keep focusing, keep trying to win these games because it's a tough league. I'm going to say it's fake. You look at the rest of the schedule, Rams, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers. I think they lose two of those games, possibly three. I think the 49ers will get them. I can see the Dolphins getting them. The Jaguars won't be easy playing that game in Jacksonville. So I'm going to say it's fake that they get the number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens, in the AFC. All right, Freddie. Friday's loss to the Dolphins ensure that Aaron Rodgers will not return to the Jets this season. Real or fake? That's real. I still am not buying it. I know he said December 2nd is a target date, which is this weekend to be back or at least try to get back out there. I'm still not buying that. I, I'm going to say that that's real, that the Aaron Rodgers saga for 2023 is not going to see him back on the football field before the end of the regular season. Yeah, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go real. Right now, the Jets are 4-7. and seven. There are 16 teams in the AFC. They're 15th right now in the AFC. Oof. 15th. Oof. Is that good or bad? That's bad. Okay. Just you, know they got, you know who they got this weekend, right? The Fighting Harry Douglases. Ah, ah. You know that could be the game your team could lose based on previous events, right? Hey, man. As long as we win that division, baby. That's all that matters. All that matters. Mm-hmm. So I can go ahead and go to that playoff game and yeah. root, root on my birds. Yeah, even at 7 and 10. Carry on, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Harry. The, <laughs> the Denver Broncos will make the playoffs. Real or fake? Ooh. No, this is, this is real. Now, I don't think their schedule is as easy as a lot of people is making it seem because they have three road games. They have to go to the Houston Texans. They have to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. And also they have to go on the road to the Detroit Lions. So, But I think it is real. This football team, man, being, a, being able to watch them and just see little, little things with this team. Uh, yesterday, I'm a believer in what they're doing. It's, it's, it's the right thing. So it, it's actually real. I'm going to say that's fake. I love the five-game winning streak, but I want to see them be able to do that. You mentioned going on the road. Four of their next six games on the road. At Houston this week, at the Los Angeles Chargers, division games are never easy. At the Detroit Lions, I hope that the Lions have learned the lesson from the Packers. Home versus the Pages, they'll win that one. Home versus the Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. So you're right, Harry. That's not as easy as people are trying to put it out there. I'm going to say that that's going to be fake, but look out for the Denver Broncos next year. You guys look out for us anytime you want on Twitter. Hit us up anytime you want at HDouglas83. That's Harry's handle. My handle at Coleman ESPN. We'll talk about the Bears playing the Vikings tonight and what that means for the future of Justin Fields. And then other news will feature this bowl game that will definitely have your attention this holiday season. That's next on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Woogie, 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 woogie. <laughs> There are plenty of people out there saying, are we at a wedding or is it Reggae Monday and Freddie and Harry? It could be both. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So the Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you got to do is visit Progressive.com. We got the Chicago Bears in Minnesota take on the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people expecting, Harry, that this may not be that much of a competitive game. The more important question is the futures of both these organizations 
Minnesota Kirk Cousins, at the end of the year, his contract is up. Will they bring him back? Joshua Dobbs has been a godsend for this Vikings team. But the bigger news on the other side, Justin Fields. What do you think this is going to look like next season? Do you think he'll be in a Bears uniform or somewhere else in 2024? The thing is, is that like when you have an opportunity to have the number one overall pick and also reset your franchise from a money standpoint, if you're the Chicago Bears, it's, it's hard to pass that up. Um, I also believe like Justin Fields, these last this, these last few games that they do have mm-hmm. has an opportunity to really showcase a lot of things, right? Absolutely. Th- things didn't go right at the beginning of the year. You faced that adversity. You were injured. You missed some games. Well, you, you came back. You didn't hold your head down, and you were able to finish strong. And I think for the Chicago Bears, if you decide that you're going to take a quarterback number one overall, you will want Justin Fields to play very well, too, so you can get as much compensation for him as possible if you decide to move on from him. But, I mean, he, he's a guy that's a dual-threat quarterback. I just want to see him with the offensive coach yeah. that 1,000% understands and knows what they're doing with his skill set. The way he plays this year will affect a lot of future decisions in Chicago, more so than the quarterback position. If you decide to move on from Matt Eberflus, but you decide to keep Justin Fields, whoever you hire has to have an understanding of how to make him and this offense better. And then you got to be an offensive minded head coach at that point. Completely has to be an offensive minded head coach, or if, or somebody defensive minded who you know that offensive guy he's bringing in is going to bring the best out of Justin Fields. More than likely, they're going to go the offensive route when you got a guy like that. If you decide to keep him. If you don't decide to keep them, then what kind of collateral are you going to get in return? If you're going to start over with quarterback and coach, you're Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, then what kind of coach are you going to bring in? Are you going to bring in an offensive guy? But if he does not want Justin Fields, or if he wants Justin Fields, how Justin Fields plays the rest of the season, I believe it's going to affect a lot of decision-making when it comes to Ryan Poles. I could definitely see a scenario where both of these guys, Matt Eberflus, the head coach, and Justin Fields, the quarterback, they're not here this year. But I can see a better scenario saying Justin Fields will still be here. Let's bring in somebody who we believe can get more out of him than what we've seen from Justin Fields so far in his first two, two-plus years in the National Football League. Now, can you imagine that if whoever comes in and their offensive mind, they say, you know what, I want Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I like Justin Fields. And they have the number one overall pick. They have two top five picks. So now you you you're gonna move forward with Justin Fields and you still have an opportunity to, you know, bring in more talent. Absolutely. So now you have an opportunity to trade out of that number one pick and get more collateral and continue to build around Justin Fields, right? And also build out your defense. So like there's a lot of different things that you can do if you're Chicago because I'm not gonna stay in the number one pick if I'm not taking a quarterback. Right. There's no need to do that unless you can yeah. trade out of that pick and get other picks further down to fortify your football team, which may not be off the table either next year in the April draft when it comes to the National Football League and the Chicago Bears who get Carolina Panthers pick and they also have another top five pick, part of those two picks in the first five picks of next year's NFL draft. Either way, Chicago Bears taking on Minnesota Vikings tonight. That game at 8.15 Eastern time on ESPN and also the ESPN app. Each and every night here on Freddie Harry, about this time we make sure that you get updated on all you need to get updated on. It could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing, but it's always something that you need to be caught up on this way. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. 
This is In Other News. Bowl season is right around the corner. Harry Delgs and my man will be a part of a couple of bowl games, part of bowl season 2023 and 2024. Also got the playoff games involving the Cowboys playoff on New Year's Eve, December 31st, for the championship game happens two Mondays after that. This will be the one bowl game I guarantee you that will have the most attention outside of playoff games. There's a thing called the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando, Florida. They will have the first ever edible mascot. Oh, According to the Pop-Tarts Bowl, when the final whistle blows, whoever the winning team is, is going to celebrate by taking a bite of the giant pastry mascot. Everybody biting the same Pop-Tart? Pretty much. You know, I'm a germaphobe. I don't know where everybody's mouth been. I agree. Especially football, <laughs> especially football players in the field at the same time. Uh, uh, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. I guarantee, I've always wondered what human sacrifices would look like on television. I'm maybe about to get my answer. <laughs> I got to bring my own Pop-Tart on the side. Hey, y'all, I got my own Pop-Tart. Yeah, exactly. Bring your own prop. I don't blame you. I can't be biting off anything other people biting off. Uh, you know, not everybody get tested. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> now, if it was the, it real. now, if it was the cheese it bolt, never mind. It, anyway, we'll just leave that alone. Whoa. <laughs> I love cheese. I know, so do I. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.